Hello and welcome to another episode of Simple Souls Speak Survivor. I am Richard Templeman, and uh, Anna is going to join us, but just not yet. So I've invited one of the people that we met at the Survivor premiere party, Shane. Shane is now a new fan of the podcast, also uh, a pretty recent fan of Survivor, but has done the homework, has done the work. So I am so excited and pleased to invite Shane to the program where we can talk about what we've thought of the season so far and tonight's episode. If you're listening tonight, yeah, there was a new episode of Survivor tonight. And then Anna assures us that she will come back hot with takes as soon as possible. But right now, let's roll the theme and then invite Shane to the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Roll that theme. Simple Souls Speak Survivor Simple Souls Speak Survivor Simple Souls Speak Survivor Simple Souls Speak Survivor Anna and Richard Simple Souls Like reality TV shows So now it's time to start looking back At the 40 Seasons and more Simple Souls Speak Survivor 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 Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? I can. You sound great. Beautiful. How are you, Richard? I'm doing well, Shane. Welcome. How how was your experience? Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. This was week was a great episode. Wasn't it though? I was on the edge of my seat like the whole time. Yeah, it was incredible. I can't wait to talk about it. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. <laughs> it's great to hear from you again. The last time that I saw you was outside of Art Marvel 21. Um, oh, yeah. How was your experience there? Okay. I loved that. Um, I had <laughs> told this to Anna, of course, but I think seeing Survivor or any television show with a live audience is so electric and invigorating it's probably how we should do everything in life like with a live audience but usually we're just at home in our living rooms just talking to ourselves going oh my gosh oh no don't do that shan or whoever and it's not as um it's not as shareable or like a group activity that's fun to engage with others during and, and you know we have the small get-togethers but nothing like that there was energy in that room it was a live viewing party absolutely yeah i was gonna say i really appreciate 
um, the invite onto the podcast because when we first met, I was feeling a little bit like, uh, let's say, Carl from David versus Goliath on a reward. The drinks were flowing that night at the Wentworth and Lolly premiere party. Yes. Um, so I'm excited to give a little bit more of my uh, sober commentary tonight, although with no less enthusiasm. There you go. Yes. Equally as excitable. Yeah, I, I did the same thing at one point. I got too lazy to get up and like buy a drink. So I'm like, oh, there's this nifty thing called a pitcher and you just um, can drink a whole pitcher to yourself. And that's kind of what I did. <laughs> so hey, I feel it. Pitcher, one of the greatest inventions next to the, the zipper and the toilet with running water, I would say. Yep. You know, and most top of three. top three and most of those things are not provided to the poor survivors the castaways on that show the poor the poor dears no rice Jeannie said today she said i noticed there was no rice jeff i noticed that Jeannie hasn't been getting a lot of airtime so it was good to hear from her yeah she got that little bit of airtime and then she had a bit of a tiff with with ricard at tribal council that was so funny because we do not still know why at least i haven't read or understood exactly why she voted against Ricard, like threw a vote toward him, because it didn't seem like he was a target per se. And if she was the only vote toward him, why was that a thing? Exactly. And then she was on the wrong side of the vote again tonight. Wow. Yeah, I think she's pretty much gone. It, isn't that the next step is, well, Jeannie's the only one against us. Bye. I, don't I would know. think so. I was surprised that she wasn't on the table tonight, although there was or there were quite a few advantages getting thrown around. So maybe that does make sense. Yeah, I, I heard that someone said on Twitter that they should call it like the island of advantages season because everyone gets an advantage. <laughs> you get an advantage, you get two, you get three, you get, a, you get it all. What's, what's going to happen to Brad's uh, one-third of an immunity idol or whatever he has? Is that going to get rehidden? That's the big question. I mean, I think it has to get rehidden. I mean, also, it looks like we're heading towards a 50-vote tribal council with all these extra votes and steal votes we have floating around. Now. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, so everyone who has a double vote, there, there could be one tribal council, let's say, after the merge, where everyone goes, all right, I'm throwing two votes on whoever, and then everyone is throwing their extra votes, and they're like, I'm actually going to steal. Uh, I always say Shan for some reason. I'll steal Shan's vote, and then... You, you, you imagine Jeff is going to say something like, oh, in the history of Survivor, we've never seen a tribal council like this. He loves saying that, doesn't he? Oh yeah, I think we're heading towards another advantage gate, but probably less damaging than the one that sent Suri home. I mean, I think an advantage gate with too many extra votes and steal of votes isn't quite as bad as, you know, five idols in play. So I like that a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. I think that has to be what production is thinking. They're thinking, hey, we don't love it when it's just, hey, I have an idol and that's it. And you can't vote for me and someone's going home and it's not going to be me. Too simple. Too simple for the production team. They're like, let's split that idol up into three idols and they all have to discover the idol on each separate parts of the island in their separate tribes. And then when they all three find it and say their secret phrase, then they will all three have a true idol. But until then, they cannot vote. And then for other people, we're just going to 
hand out votes like they're those coins from last season. The fire tokens. Fire tokens. Yeah, apparently Jeff was going to keep fire tokens around until one of his buddies that's like a former castaway was like, eh, I didn't like it. And Jeff is like, oh, yeah, they're gone then. You know, really, which former castaway buddy do you think that was? I Boston Rob or Savage or <laughs> I wonder it if it one was too. Yeah, I would say so. Someone higher in the like the grand, like famous <laughs> contestants higher in the rankings in the rankings. Yeah, yeah. Someone <laughs> up there had to have been saying, oh, uh, I didn't like it. Oh, yeah, I want to be cool with you guys still. I didn't like it either. I'm Jeff Probst and I take it away. <laughs> yeah, well. I mean, production is making sure that even though we don't have any idols in play yet, we're still getting our lust for advantages satisfied, or the fan bases, I should say. Yeah. So, yeah. So, in a way, I like it, but I was watching it with someone who doesn't really watch Survivor, and I probably had to explain to him 17 times during the commercial break that, all right, these three people are here in the middle of the night, and if they choose TARP, they all have to choose tarp to get a tarp. So that's like best case scenario for everyone. Worst case scenario for everyone is if they pick steal a vote, steal a vote, steal a vote. Uh-oh, then they lose their vote. So that's not good. So the best advantage for one or two people would be for them to say steal a vote, steal a vote, and someone else does tarp. But then the person who does tarp doesn't get anything at all. And he's like, so how do they get a tarp then? I'm like, the only way they can get a tarp then is if all three of them do a tarp. He's like, and then they get punished though? What if they all pick steal a vote? I'm like, if they all pick steal a vote, they lose a vote. So that's the worst thing. So we just kept talking over and over again. I'm like, I don't know if that's the best way to present a a reward and a disadvantage to, to make it so confusing that I have to explain it 17 times during the commercial break i don't know yeah that was definitely a bit of a confusing one the prisoner's dilemma i think the last one was even simpler than this one they're just upping the ante a bit here yeah um i was surprised that sydney did not go for the steal a vote um i really thought that her personality type would sort of lead her towards being a little bit more selfish let's say and also i think the easiest uh decision to make out of all of those was brad's because he already didn't have a vote because he found the idol before You're right. so it would totally make sense for him to risk his vote at tribal council because there's two chances for him to lose his that's true it didn't matter right did we see the results it was hard for me when it came back from commercial to see what people got like what did tiffany end up choosing tiffany ended up choosing tarp so, so I thought and yeah. Tiffany both were empty handed and Brad got his steal of vote. Which didn't matter in the end, I suppose. Which didn't matter. Shoot. Yeah, I think Tiffany should have just stuck to her guns. And she's like, I would pick steal vote because it did look like Sydney was going to pick tarp. Yeah, I was thinking the Yellow Tribe has lost a couple advantages in a row and if they lose again and it's because Tiffany didn't do well in the challenge, then if she had a steal a vote and there's only three people voting because Xander still can't vote, then she can steal someone's vote and vote someone out two to one. Then she decides the tribal council. Yeah. Hello, Tiffany. Think McFly. Think do that. (laughs) She should, she really should have. I, 
I think she just felt at the last minute like, uh, better safe than sorry, but that's not Survivor. Also, who I was watching the show with said, there is a lot of background music in the show. The editing is zero silent background scenes. All music, all the time, all dramatic. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're right. Yeah, I think I'm too used to it at this point. I didn't even notice. Exactly. When he brought it up, I said, oh, you're right. Uh, I'm only hearing music. But I tune it out because we hear it all the time. It's like, all right, we're at Tribal Council. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And everything they that say. That was something yeah. that I was very happy about this episode is that Jeff didn't do the cheesy Tribal Council intro. That was weird. I think he thinks that some people just joined Survivor because it was on Netflix during the pandemic. And so they don't know what's going on. But we know what's going on. Yeah, I'm very glad that he got rid of that this episode. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm guilty of being a recent Survivor fan from Netflix, but that's fine. You know, but you get some of it. us put in the work. Yeah, you put some in of the us work. Do the binging. <laughs> you put in the work. Dig deep. <laughs> Dig deep. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, last week, what was it? He was like, this is Tribal Council, and someone's going home. Will it be because of alliance in the tribe or will it be to keep the tribe strong let's find out and it's like okay too much tmi we don't we know yeah jeff does to get a little bit overexcited at points yeah him uh always talking to the kids at the finales some of these things he has to rein in but in general i think he does yeah. a fairly good job of hosting yeah no he is brilliant but he does pick and choose what he thinks is more important and you're right there could be a million people in the audience that we want to hear from. And he's like, you, 10-year-old kid, don't you want to be on Survivor? And the 10-year-old kid is like, I'm bashful and shy to be speaking on live television. So, yeah, I would like that. Cool. Yeah. What sort of erudite opinions do you think you're going to be getting from a 10-year-old child, Jeff? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Where, where's the scope of <laughs> the possibilities? Like, what's, what's going to happen? Like, probably nothing. I don't know. But there we are. So were you surprised that, okay, can you tell me the tribe names? I only know yellow, green, and blue. Ooh, tribe names. Okay. Yasa uh, is yellow. Yasa is yellow. Uwa is green. And the other is one. blue? Blue. Blue hasn't been to a tribal council yet. No, they've lost nobody, right? Yeah, blue has gotten off scot-free. Yeah, how dare they? <laughs> and they the don't nerve. have to... Yeah, the nerve. They don't have to give back their flint. Yeah, they're doing well. I mean, we really have only heard from four out of the six on the Blue Tribe, though. We've heard from Deshaun. We've heard from Danny. We've heard from Sydney, and we've heard from Nasir, and pretty much no one else. The other two, I don't, I don't even know their names yet. They've gotten no screen time. No. Yeah, I think I'm pretty confident in knowing every name on the Green Tribe because Green Tribe strong. I kind of like the players on that team. No fans. Um, I know Evie's name and Tiffany because they talk a lot on the Yellow Tribe. And then I don't really know a lot of the Blue I guess I know Xander. Zonder. I know him now because... Zon, man. Like... <laughs> Oh, it's just what I said last week. Like, I w it must have sounded delirious thinking that truly these butterflies flapping around were the ghosts of my dead ancestors watching over me, right? You think next week he's going to say, 
Well, just like I said two challenges ago. <laughs> I know he shouldn't have said it because the, the game move is they already know that Xander has it because he had said it the first time and then they read, oh, that's why he said that. So you just wait for the Green Tribe to say something. They have to talk about the AstroTurf and the goat. Is it a goat? I believe so. Yeah. I The joke there, and, you know, please excuse me for explaining it, is that they want to eat grass, but AstroTurf is not really grass. But I'm digging a little deeper and thinking <laughs> that uh, goats actually eat everything. So would that really dismay them that the AstroTurf wasn't grass? They would just eat it, right? You're bringing a little bit of Voce energy here with that explanation. <laughs> and Voce <laughs> saw himself right out last week. He really did. Collateral yeah. damage, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do think the game move for Xander is probably to wait for the two tribes to say something first. But, I mean, he was in such a bad spot. I think he was probably just hoping that if he read his as well, then the other tribe would follow suit. I mean... You know, his tribe is definitely the pick to lose immunity challenge. So I think he was probably just excited that he heard one other phrase. Right. You're right. He jumped on that bandwagon without really thinking. Yeah, the editing of like last week's next time on Survivor, which is now just a subtitle. A lot of people miss the 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 Jeff narrating that like next week on Survivor. He still says, stay tuned for scenes of our next episode. But we're missing that back from commercial break. More Jeff. I need more Jeff. Yeah, we got to have more Jeff. Yeah. Wow. I mean, getting rid of something that Jeff usually says without, you know, bringing it up to the players first. Right. Who would have thought? He didn't <laughs> consult with anybody. Oh, yeah. I never got your true reaction to the uh, guys gate situation. What's your opinion? Oh, that was such a situation. I mean... Obviously, I think we need to be respectful of everyone's preferences. So I think it did need to go. But I mean, bringing it up to the players like that in a game where saying one wrong thing can potentially spell death for you in the game. And as soon as they get on the boat, no less. I mean, you know, these people haven't even met each other. They haven't even established a rapport. I don't think that that's a good setting to, you know, make a decision like that. I think Jeff should have gotten rid of it privately i agree with you but i think they're always thinking of the tv you know part of the show they're thinking what's gonna stir the pot and get the viewers and the tweets hashtag survivor 41 what that it did it you know that worked but as far as being genuinely concerned for people's comfortability like with the verbiage that they're using yeah, you're right. That's not, it wasn't cool to say, all right, only the 18 people I see in front of me are going to decide the future of the new era of Survivor. Exactly. And the way it was edited, they really made it seem like, you know, Evie stepped up and said that they were okay with the term guys. And then they, you know, dusted off their hands. Jeff was like, all right, one person spoke up. That's it. We're yeah. keeping it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, to, I was shook. I think I said this on the earlier episode. If you listen to that one, I was like, um, I happen to think that there's at least one person 
in the three tribes that feels differently, but it looks like they got steamrolled. And then to my like satisfaction, the next day it was like, Hey, uh, I thought about it overnight, you know, as big decisions, deciding the future of a reality show that I'm not even like in charge of. Uh, I thought about it overnight and I do want to change it. And then Jeff was like, it's changed. Tweet me and I won't respond. <laughs> and then we got about a million quote unquote fans coming out of the woodwork on Twitter saying that they weren't going to watch Survivor anymore because the word guys wouldn't be said, which was honestly pretty hilarious, I thought. Yeah. If he truly took it away without consulting the, the cast of this season, if he took it away, we may have probably missed it because he would just say, come on in. And maybe a couple people at home would be like, oh, did they edit out the part where he said, come on in, guys? Oh, maybe. But they wouldn't have cared, you know? <laughs> yeah. If he just didn't even say anything, I wouldn't have noticed at all. Yeah. If they just, you know, had an establishing shot and then cut straight to the challenge, I would never have noticed. Yeah. You don't really need that that line and there's a lot of famous lines that are said in each season of survivor like the tribe has spoken and um i don't know there's other things <laughs> that's the most famous one though you got one like, out there yeah <laughs> the tribe has spoken and then snuff out the torch which he loves to say that oh it was so hard for me to snuff out your torches guys i mean people i mean <laughs> y'all that's what anna and i because Anna has come from the South and has lived in the South before. And I, I went to college in Virginia. So I'm like, y'all, y'all is fine. Because it's just saying you all, you all, y'all. I thought y'all would have been a great option. Yeah. and That's it, better than guys. Yeah. And when you're on this like, quote unquote, deserted island, which we know it's not like really deserted. But you know what I mean? For the show, they're on this deserted island. You know, they want to have those, you know, Southern comfort you know, phrases like, y'all, y'all, we're here, and there's nothing, and we're just, you know, rising up the ranks and trying to do our best. I think that's fine. I agree. Yeah. Also, uh, pivoting slightly, speaking about coming into the challenges, um, I love the healthy choices made by Survivor. No more horrible pizza on this season. We're serving fruit. I like the idea of fruit. Uh, Jeff was selling it like... This will keep you hydrated and fed. So that's two <laughs> things you need. Yeah, he's going to give the nutrition facts. Oh, yeah. Well, and everyone I've heard like on different podcasts that have been on Survivor, they're like, the Survivor pizza sucks. Probably because oh, yeah. they like buy it somewhere and then they let it sit. And pizza that's been sitting is not good. Absolutely. You know, it's the DiGiorno that they warmed up the day previous. Mm -hmm. They've let it sit out in the Fiji sun. Oh, man. <laughs> Delicious. Delicious. Tasty tasty. tasty, tasty. So of the beats of the episode, we did spend a lot of tribe time. I think because they randomly hid that new beware advantage. I think, I don't know why they changed it because previously it had been Every tribe needs to pick a volunteer, and then you go to that wheel, and you know, the the little what's it called when you're steering a ship, <laughs> the ship's wheel. A ship's wheel, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. Yeah. So, for the first two episodes, they're like, go to the ship's wheel and make a decision. 
This time they were like, no, we're going to hide this beware advantage right in front of people and they don't see it. And that was the comedy of the first act of the episode was like, where am I going? What am I doing? Oh, there's a thing there. And we're like, yeah, we've seen it. It's been under your nose that entire time. And you didn't, you didn't do it. So Brad got one and we already said that what happened at the end was the tarp, tarp, tarp. But it was two tarps and a steal of vote, which it didn't matter. We spent a lot of, uh, <laughs> we spent a lot of time, minutes in the episode, a lot of real estate for something that doesn't even matter now. Very true. But it was very entertaining. And I do have to say, this was well and truly Brad's episode. Brad got a steal of vote, found the idol. He had some incredible quotes. You know, these things just fall out of the sky talking to Shan. Mm-hmm. And I really do think that in a lot of pre-merge boot episodes, it can sometimes be edited and seem kind of disingenuous where they try to give the boot of that episode a little bit more time. Just, uh, you know, they're trying to force the edit a little bit. But this really was Brad's episode, and he went out with a bang. That's true. They didn't have to, like, make it up. It was all there. And I also thought they did a really sneaky, that was the word of the day, sneaky. Brad is sneaky. JD is sneaky. Ricard is one of the most sneaky people. So everyone got accused of being sneaky, but I thought it was sneaky of the producers to say, oh, Jeff, ask JD, you know, why he loves Survivor, because this might be it. Uh, JD, in case you don't come back after this vote, why do you love Survivor so much? And then he like gave his story about, man, I grew up on this show. I wanted to be like these people. I was a nerd. I was a geek. I was picked on. And look at me now. I have long hair like Malcolm. Why do you think I have hair like this? I'm confident. I'm happy. Survivor changed my life. So a lot of people would have clocked that as, oh, this is his last episode. But no, no. I agree, especially with Jeff asking Voce about his life story right before his exit last episode. Oh, they're playing fast and loose with this edit. (laughs) They really are. What did you think of uh, JD's impressions that he was doing? We got a... A woo impression. What else did we get? Is that it? I think. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think he did good. I think he's good. I, I wasn't convinced if he actually was a fan because, you know, earlier he he was saying in like preseason stuff, he's like, I was born after Survivor started. And so in my head, I was like, oh, so he doesn't watch it or whatever. But it seems like he does. It seems like he, he knows the at least the people in the 30s, the the late 20s and 30s season. Yeah. I agree. I think, honestly, it seems like he might have been talking about it a little bit too much. I mean, if I were on the island, I would want to be talking about anything but Survivor. Mm. So, um, yeah. It seemed like his tribe mates were having fun with him, though. So, and right. I mean, he got saved, so obviously they like him. Yeah, do you think Shan's going to give back that um, double vote or whatever, the extra vote? That is the question. And I mean, that's the real debate between getting rid of either Brad or JD. If she gets rid of JD, she doesn't have to give the extra vote back. She can keep it for herself. But Shan is just clearly in control of her tribe, I think, or at least the edit makes it seem that way. Um, Yeah. When when Brad goes up to Shan and says, you're my number one, and then Ricard is always going up to Shan, JD says, oh my gosh, I really screwed up with Shan and Ricard. Shan's my favorite. 
I feel stupid. And then comes to Shan is like, I will fall down on my sword. You can hold on to my advantage, whatever. Just ride with me. Please ride with me, Shan. And Shan is like, oh, all these decisions. I look into people's eyes and I want to save them. Oh, I want to save you. I want to save you. Oh, dear. What a conundrum. <laughs> and and Shan's she, mopping her brow with a handkerchief. Yeah. As we speak. Exactly. Just so much <laughs> stress, so much responsibility. And, and then Jeff even said, Shan, before Ricard even took a seat, you're already hanging your head down low with some sort of grief. And she's like, it's hard. It's a hard game when you're the number one. It's of hard being in control. It's hard being in control. But I, I do appreciate her as a player, and I like her little posse that she has. But yeah, that that brings me back to full circle where I said, does that mean Jeannie goes next? I would think so. Well, I mean, this JD situation does seem to be ongoing, but I mean, from what this episode made it appear, it looks like Shan and Ricard are in the driver's seat oh. and JD's on the bottom. Jeannie's on the bottom right, right there with them. So we'll see. Yeah. And they might not lose next week. I actually didn't expect them to lose today. I didn't expect them to lose either. I thought the yellow tribe was in for another elimination. Mm-hmm. But um, somehow they caught up with those sandbags, throw it up in the air, make it land on a little holder. I don't even know how to describe that. Yeah, I mean, Zonder, he's just been, you know, playing too much beer dye in college. He's got that tossed down. You know, that that's true. I think that is definitely a personal advantage for him, that he could do the beer pong. He could do all these games where you need to land the little sandbag on the little platform above your head. You know who didn't do it well was JD because he thought <laughs> <laughs> he could do it like basketball, like boom, 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 dribble, 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 shoot, score. But it didn't really need, it didn't need all that dramatics, you know? JD had the wide open breakaway layup and smoked it twice. <laughs> oh, that was brutal. <laughs> and who was, I, it was either Jeannie or someone on the team that was like, don't be fancy. Stop that. <laughs> yeah, I think they said no more NBA. And no more NBA, which <laughs> that that spoke to me because when I was growing up and we would go to like water parks, anytime we would like start running, you know, in our bathing suits, we would say no Baywatch, no Baywatch. So <laughs> him doing that motion and them going no NBA, no more NBA. I was like, oh, my childhood. <laughs> we don't need to pretend we're on a different network on a different show keep it real keep it survivor there was a lot of like metaphors in tribal council i i forget all of them but they were like oh crystal i got a crystal you got a crystal we're all holding our precious crystals and you know i just like fumbled and my crystals you know maybe broken and shan's like yeah you really damaged your crystal and it's really hard to put the pieces back together okay yeah, I really think JD was reaching with that crystal metaphor a little bit. I mean, I think it shows he's a fan of the show. Jeff loves the analogies. Mm. He loves to pick up, you know, pick up on those in Tribal Council. But I do think JD followed that one up with a very good mosquito bite metaphor. He said, you know, if you get rid of me tonight, you're scratching the mosquito bite. You get relief for now, but it could hurt you later. And yeah. I thought that one was way better than his attempt at a crystal one. Right. What are they doing? What is CBS doing keeping both analogies in when really the second one was better? You're right. <laughs> I mean, Jeff loves the analogies. He can't get enough. 
he eats it up. I mean, David Wright, whenever David writes on a season, Jeff just wants him to wax poetic about, you know, that's true. Whatever he possibly can. Yeah, exactly. I think, um, oh gosh, now I can't, I can't remember his name. Stephen Fishback is also one that is good at analogies when um, Fishback was on the Second Chances season. I felt like he's like, we're no longer in an alliances here. We're, we're in voting blocks. Like, we're not even true alliances, but we're coming together. We're, we're making two and, and three person deals for tonight, and that's a voting block, and that's changing the game of Survivor. The strategy is changing. So, yeah, I, th I think you're right uh, saying that Jeff enjoys the analytical mind, and whoever can make the best metaphor or analogy is king. Absolutely. I mean, I think Jeff fancies himself a storyteller, and he's looking for a, a kindred spirit on the cast. Yeah. You're not wrong. I feel like in the long and short of it, we've reacted to all parts of the episode, unless there was something we missed that you remember. One thing that I wanted to bring up that was not really covered in the episode, but I thought was interesting was uh, last time we had Deshaun and Evie meet up on the Advantage Island yeah. and form a little bond. And Evie ended up telling Deshaun, Xander's gone. There's no way we don't vote out Xander. And then Voce's gone. Yeah. And so I was hoping for a little bit of fallout from that, that we would have seen Deshaun maybe confused. Yeah, reaction. Trusting Evie or not. Yeah. There should have been a reaction shot or at least something. Yeah, mm. I mean, maybe we'll find out later. But I was looking forward to seeing that this episode. The way this season is building, they're not even giving us like last time on Survivor. They're just starting the episode like, too bad if you missed the first two episodes. We're here now. You <laughs> Absolutely. Don't, yeah, you don't get a catch up. Here we are. We're going. We're moving on. Yeah, but you're right. Maybe they will revisit it in a future episode. Like, what, Evie, what happened? Like, what? And who was it? Liana had screen time, like, hella screen time tonight. She was saying, I feel like I was supposed to get Xander out, and I failed and everything's broken and it's bad i'm losing my grip on this game and i was like oh i didn't know there were such strong feelings about it like i feel like really you could still get xander out maybe next time <laughs> yeah i mean he still doesn't have a vote liana let's pump the brakes a little bit yeah i think i think just the game and the the elements and the everything was getting to her because she was over emotional not ununderstandably so, though. I'm, I'm just saying, in real life, if you're not on an island stripped of food and water and necessities, that probably doesn't bother you as much. You're like, all right, let's gird up and, you know, do it next time. But because everything's getting to her, she's like, gosh, dang it, this is oh, just so sad. And it, oh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I would be an emotional wreck out there. I would be inconsolable. Right. I don't know what I would do. I think I would get uh, hangry, like uh, low blood sugar, and I'd be like, you know, don't talk to me right now. I can't even process emotions <laughs> or anything. I'm so hungry. I don't know how many days it would take for me to, like, be able to think straight. Yeah. I mean, I feel like at some point they've got to just push through the wall. You got to but... push through that wall <laughs> and dig deep. 
Absolutely. Yeah. One other thing that I wanted to touch on briefly was that it seems like everyone's sharing their advantages this season or sharing knowledge of it. What the heck? I feel like in, in past seasons, you know, we've had all of these super fans of Survivor who know, you know, it's a horrible idea to tell people when you have an advantage. And this season, everyone's sharing everything. Yeah, that is interesting because Tiffany was like, hey, y'all, look what I got. And then Brad was like, hey, everyone, look what I got. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, even Xander originally was the one that was like, hey, Evie, hey, Voce, look, look, what, look what I got. Yeah, and then JD, he I got... mean, he, he wasn't, he didn't try to share it. He just, you know, forgot to put his shirt on. Or buckle his shorts. Like, he didn't zip up or button up his shorts or put on his belt. <laughs> Everything was falling off him. He like, oh, hey, here's your, um, here's your water bottle shen that you asked me to go fetch as his pants are falling down and his shirt <laughs> is in his hand and then his advantage is falling out of his pocket and she's like what's that paper hey what's that paper and he's like oh okay i guess i better come clean and she's like you're not coming clean when i catch you okay you, that's for sure that's the one thing that i know is that this is bad for you I think they... I just know for a fact that JD, you know, buried his extra vote somewhere. He snuck off. He was like, all right, everyone, I'm going to the bathroom. Like, no one look for me while I'm gone. And then he scampers away, giggling. He digs up his extra vote. He puts it in his pants and then walks back into camp. <laughs> and immediately Shan's like, hey, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> right. Just like, oh, man. I, I think he did the right thing, though after making all those mistakes, I think the right thing to do would be like, look, not only did you catch me, but you're my only hope. You know, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Shannon, Ricard, you're my only hope. Yeah, absolutely. I just, yeah. yeah, I think Sydney is the only one so far this season to receive some sort of advantage and not let it slip. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, you're not wrong. They're too excited. They need to calm down. Calm down. And don't share your rewards, your your advantages. Don't just, it makes a target out of you and me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is the losing the vote part of it. So, I mean. True. That with part, that, you do kind of have to tell people. Yeah. that I wondered that. Um, we were speculating, what if the votes were really close and Jeff had to read all the votes? There would come a point where the players are like, uh, you're missing one, Jeff. You know, like, let, let's say it kind of tied up at the end there. They'd be like, wait, what is, did someone not vote? I don't understand. And then Jeff would have to reveal, yeah, yeah one of you is ineligible for, for voting. Would that have <laughs> come out? I just, that's weird. I guess it hasn't happened yet, so we don't have to worry about it until it does. But that would reveal some sleight of hand there, some sneakiness. Very true. Yeah, do you think Jeff will try to cover for them? Oh, I must uh, must have dropped something. Here, let me check. Let me check the urn again. <laughs> or Jeff, like, writes a dummy vote to go in whatever way he needs it to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, production would love to do that, I'm sure. Uh, I will say my favorite part of the episode was when Jeff was talking to Jeannie about having bad blood in the tribe. And she's like, I know that Ricard and I are having issues. And then, you know, Ricard speaking to it was like, oh, no, you spelled my name right when you voted for me. 
Yeah, that was great. That was a great little personality moment for Ricard. I, I want him to get a little bit more screen time. I think we've seen the strategic part of Ricard, but maybe not, um, you know, the other side. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was fun. That that was a window into the true personality, which yeah, no, that was really good. I was going to ask you, uh, did you ever watch Big Brother this season? I haven't gotten into Big Brother yet, but it's on my list for oh, sure. I think yeah, when you do get into Big Brother, you let me know and we'll talk about it. You know. Okay, perfect. It, Sounds like a plan. Yeah, it's Survivor in a house, and um, you can also watch live feeds when there's a current season so a little bit better yeah well i mean live feeds maybe they should have set up a little live streaming cam on the fiji beaches they should because we're missing a lot yeah i mean you know the calls for two hour episodes have been frequent from people who love the show so yeah 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 well i think we've exhausted the subject in a good way i think we had to react to what we saw share our feelings about it you know it's something that we're all experiencing right now what's going to happen in survivor who's going to win who's going to be the sole survivor and i think we're getting there we're and it's an enjoyable season at least from what we've seen absolutely thank you so much for having me on richard i really appreciate it this was so fun yes and feel free to come back and i know that we talked to your friends too and yeah they're welcome to join in you were the one that was like most responsive so of course of course anytime absolutely well yeah thanks so much i'll let them know yeah beautiful yeah um do you mind if i you know promote the podcast on my instagram or anything like that uh yeah please do a hundred percent do beautiful okay because yeah. you know i've got some friends that would love to hear the episode so yes yeah share it share it do whatever you need to do promote share like subscribe all of it Perfect. All yeah. right. Oh my God. That was so much fun. That I was. love talking about Survivor and this is an awesome platform you have. So that was like, oh, that was so much fun for me. I, I really do appreciate it. I know I've thanked you like twice already. No, but... but no, thank you for thanking me. And I also, you know, reciprocate the thanks. No, stop. I'm blushing. Oh too my much. gosh. Too much, too <laughs> much. But yeah, totally. And um, until next week, see what happens. Yeah, definitely. We'll be in touch. Yeah. Keep in touch. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Have a good night. You too. Simple souls speak survivor. Simple souls speak survivor. Simple souls speak survivor. Simple souls speak survivor. Anna and Richard, simple souls like reality TV shows. So now it's time to start looking back at the 40 seasons of more. Simple souls speak survivor. 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 Simple souls speak survivor.